Hey, Byron here. Uh, just wanted to make you guys aware of a quick little mistake, a little whoopsie doodle that we made. Um, I forgot to, during the recording process, put as the input our nice podcast microphone, and instead I had it as the default computer microphone. So the quality is going to be a little lower, it's going to be a little tinny, but don't worry, next week it is going back to normal. Um, all of the content is perfectly fine, so don't worry about that. It's just, um, yeah, it's a little weird, but... Back to it. Hey, I'm Byron. And I'm Natalie. We're married. Husband and wife. And this is a marriage and family podcast. We will be documenting our lives together. Along with anything else we can think of. This is Couples Co-op. <laughs> oh, I'm nervous. You're nervous. I am. This, I, this I, is a good one. It, right. And I think that it will be a good one. I just think that I'm nervous because it's quite an endeavor that we're going down here. It's not like this is a quick little story, right? Right. And I think I'm also nervous because so far in this podcast, sure, we've talked about our relationship, but I feel Mm. like it's been mostly lighthearted. Yes. This isn't lighthearted. And so serious. And so like, obviously, we're going to try and make it as lighthearted as as we can, but I'm just... It's going to get real in a couple of months. I know, and not that I'm concerned that we're gonna like lose an audience or whatever. I'm just more con- so concerned because I mean it, it's just we're just being very vulnerable with this episode. Yes, you know. So and that's just kind of scary. It is scary. We're covering Selena's birth story. Yes, Natalie's birth story. Our birth story. Our birth story. <laughs> Which is a good point to make. I it's I think it's really important. Like I'm not going to be the main speaker. I want us to mutually be talking in this because. Like, I literally couldn't have done this without you. Obviously, I couldn't have gotten pregnant without you. That's right. (laughs) But you were very involved in her birth. Obviously, we're going to talk about that. But I just think it's really important to hear both perspectives. And hopefully that way, maybe this can also be listened to by males as well. (laughs) Because I think it's good to know what you're getting yourself into as the husband and baby daddy. Yeah. Right? That's right. (laughs) <laughs> that's yeah, you <laughs> that's me i'm the father i am the father um yeah we're gonna cover it in in pretty good detail it's not gonna get too graphic hopefully it might get a little only graphic. one necessary right so like <laughs> if you're like oh goodness i don't want to it's it's good information at least you'll walk away with it having learned something if mm-hmm. you if you haven't like looked into it or whatever right the reality like i'm not gonna sugarcoat how this went my experiences with births have been television (laughs) and i had not looked into a single bit of it before we were even like close to getting to delivering like i didn't look into much of anything until natalie found like youtube yeah i had you watch a childbirth class with me and then we also went to a class it was like an intensive four-hour thing that they did during covid yep uh two three hour sessions two two hour sessions no we just went the one time remember because they didn't want us to go back and so they condensed it all into one session one session and that's where we got that back massager which did not help didn't do anything no this is stupid it's pink we have it i don't know where it's at though i have an idea but it's not important it's not important So, I mean, with this podcast as a whole, we're doing this to document our lives. And so obviously Selena's birth was a huge part of our lives. And it was very, I won't say fast because it was pretty slow, but like it was still like a very high, like energy, like charged time that it's easy to forget some of the little details. 
And we are coming at this. How old is she? Four, 15 months? She's almost 16 She's months. She's almost 16 So she probably months. will be 16 months by the time this is released. Yeah. So this is going to be significantly later. Yeah. Or like a good distance or a good time distance frame. What did I say about being less articulate when I'm tired? Because <laughs> it's the middle of the day. It is 1.30 in the yeah, afternoon. 1.30. Um, <laughs> I have my coffee. But there is, it's been a dis, it's been a good amount of time since this has happened. There's yes. been a lot of time between now and then. So we might forget some of the little tiny details, but we feel like we've been able to put our heads together and, and recount all of it. We made much. lots of notes. Shot for shot. Yes. Lots of notes. Yes. Which was also good. Another reason that we wanted to do this episode and a big passion of mine is that I was definitely very blindsided going into birth. I I don't know, like I thought that I educated myself really well with different YouTube videos and talking to different moms, but I was super blindsided and I had no idea what I was getting myself into. <laughs> and so I just have a passion for, I don't want to scare anybody because I will say like this is not a positive birth story. Well, it's everything but, turned out well. but In the it, end, but leading like... It, was it a wasn't long... a positive experience for me. I did not walk yes. away being like, wow, I'm so empowered and that was great. Yeah. Let's do it again. <laughs> it was a long, grueling process that took, spoiler alert, 25 hours start to finish. Yeah. And so I just really want to, I want this to be like an education for people to kind of like have an idea of what it actually looks like. Because the reality is that honestly, now looking back, I get so frustrated at movies when they do some kind of quick birth yeah. scenario. The baby's coming now. You better start pushing right it's just so frustrating and i understand obviously you don't want to show the grueling process on tv and it's very much so not allowed on tv but it's just it's frustrating because it was a very real long emotional process yes. that wasn't quick and wasn't easy and was difficult like obviously you know so yeah. and i mean side note like i also really enjoy hearing other people's birth stories and so we thought that maybe you guys would like to hear it too so we mentioned before this isn't like the most ideal birth story in terms of the not complications like the but process. just the process yeah. so if you're like currently pregnant and you're terrified of giving birth maybe this isn't for you today right <laughs> maybe come back later <laughs> maybe come back because we don't want to add any more stress onto this process mm -hmm. uh, for you but what i will say before you leave is make sure you go educate yourself beforehand yes and know what you're getting yourself into 100 percent. and prepare your, your body and your mind as much as you can because i did not yes so we will see you next time <laughs> But for everybody congratulations still, on your baby. Yeah, congratulations. So for anybody else still here, we're going into pretty much every detail. So this isn't going to be one that you want to sit your kids down. Not that all of them are children-centric episodes, but it, it's going to be like, it's going to be rough, probably. Not like explicit, but we're going into a lot of detail. I mean, it's, I mean, you know, you clicked on, we're talking about birth guys. Come on. Yeah. yeah. So if also, if you're yeah squeamish or anything like that, just know that we're going to be talking about like discharge. <laughs> in the placenta it's gross so i loved it listener discretion is advised yeah you like that i put that there yeah <laughs> okay so my expectations going into getting pregnant and having a baby so my mom she had three babies i was the first one and we were all not at least nine pounds Mm -hmm. My brother was 10 pounds, so we were between, I think, 9, 3, and 10 pounds. And so I basically had just accepted the fact that I was going to have a huge kid. <laughs> 
because I mean, I don't know if genetics actually have anything to do with that, but I was a huge kid. So therefore I would probably give birth to a huge kid. And I just kind of accepted that. And my mom had reasonably large. I think you were like eight something. I was, I was in the upper eights. Right. That's, that's above average. Yeah. And Cameron, so, my brother Cameron, he is currently six foot like four. He was a chunker. I think he was. <laughs> he's he no was, longer longer a chunker. No, he just stretched out. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember his exact weight, but he was huge. <laughs> I do know I went in desiring to have as much of a I wouldn't say natural, but unmedicated birth as possible because yeah. I knew that the more interventions that you had the higher risk the birth was and so knowing that I was just like I'd like to do all I can to do it on my own right so before we actually went in when we were kind of going through this process she looked at me and she was like I'm probably gonna at some point ask you Mm -hmm. for one in just like a moment yeah an epidural and just in the moment and I need you to like push back and be like we wanted to try this without it so she like gave me permission to be like, I'm not saying no, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to be the voice of calm reason for a second and just make sure that you're sure you want one before yeah. so that we can just take a break. Not, not that we could take a break, but that we could just <laughs> sit back for a second, breathe between contractions because that's important and just know if this is what we want to do. Uh-huh. So yeah, we did both make the decision that it would be a good idea if we could just try to keep it as natural as possible in terms of like, we wanted to make sure the baby was monitored. We wanted to make sure that she was doing healthy. And we wanted to make sure that we were putting the least amount of stress in, on the mama and baby as possible. Mm-hmm. And medication can kind of be an extenuating circumstance that's outside of the like predictable because yeah. you just don't know the reactions. You don't know like what's what's going to happen. And it's just more peace of mind if you can just go through it as cleanly as possible. Right. And I also went into it. Obviously, I'd never given birth before. Right. And Me so, either. Right. Exactly. We were both new to this. We were both new to this. <laughs> and so I didn't know how my body would handle it. I didn't know whether or not I would even need medication. Some women just pop them out easily. Like, was yeah. I one of those women? I didn't know. And so I didn't want to go in being like, I'm just give me an epidural, you know? So that was kind of my thought going in, but I realized later that sure that was my goal, but I didn't necessarily do anything to make myself succeed in that goal ahead of time. Right. You don't know until you don't know. Yeah, you, you don't or know. Or you don't know until you, you know? Yeah. Is that how I it mean, is? You don't know what you don't know. Yes. You don't know what you can handle. You don't know what you can't handle. You don't know how you're going to react to medications. You don't know how you're going to react to the pain. There's a lot of like hormone stuff that happens during birth. There's a lot of just b- body changes that are going crazy. And I mean, as the husband sitting in the corner, not being able to do much, mm-hmm. you're just kind of have to sit there and just kind of take it as it comes and just be the voice of reason and calm and just not, not let on like you're panicked, but you just have to not let that <laughs> on so that you can be as, as confident and as present and as strong for wife and mama as possible. Yeah. And you did really good at that, honey. Thanks. I don't emote a lot of emotion. So I was terrified and very sad for her, but I was just standing there stone faced. Stone faced. And yes. I was like, just breathe. <laughs> a lot of counter pressure. <laughs> so we're going to start this specific story off right uh, as the direct sequel to baby fever. So nine months of pregnancy. What? I'm so confused. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> baby fever was when we decided to have her. I know. We'll but cover, we're skipping pregnancy. We're skipping pregnancy. We're skipping around. We're not going to go through all nine months right now. We might do that later. Sometimes you just really confuse me and I'm speechless, honey. Yeah, yeah roll with it. Improv. <laughs> oh, yes, and. I, I can't. I can't. So, so this we're going to give you a little timeline here. Yeah. So on July 30th of the year 2020, mm-hmm. what a year, 
Which, mm, let me just say right here, Selena was conceived before COVID. She was. She <laughs> was not a COVID baby. Right. We were not bored. We made a decision <laughs> calculated. That's right. Calculatedly. Which then meant that she was born into a hospital in the midst of COVID. Oh, goodness. But yes. anyways, so July 30th, 2020, I had my 39-week appointment that morning, and they check you, tell you your progress. They check the <clears throat> cervix progress. At that appointment, they told me I was two centimeters dilated and that my cervix was softening. So we weren't, yeah. So nowhere, nowhere near ready. But like things were progressing naturally on their own, how they should be. Like yes. I wasn't stuck. Or and this whatever. was the thirty-nine week appointment, so this was like we were there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Her due date was vastly approaching. Her her due date originally was what? What was her original due date? The third, August third. It was either the second or the third. Yeah. Yeah. And they say like a, with a week leeway on either end. So it could be a week before, it could be a week after. Yeah. I feel like they don't really know. They just no. kind of guess. <laughs> it's a know? shot in the dark. If they get it right, they're like, look, science works. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so I had been walking a lot. Like we made it a priority to go on at least a few walks a day. Yeah. And we had this big hill. Yeah. they call, Well, at camp, they call it Labor Hill. <laughs> yeah. Because when... Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like all of the camp wives, whenever they were giving birth, they would... Or not giving would. birth, but when they were like in... When they were uh, pregnant and they were getting close, they would walk up and down that hill. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so I would do that a lot. And I, I remember, I mean, at the end of the hill, you almost always needed to help me because oh, yeah. it was, was a long, sharp hill. And so you would, like, push me from my hips yeah. <laughs> up the rest of the way. Yeah. And so we were walking a lot. Uh, I had made spicy nasty cookies because they yeah. say spicy food we, we should a, help induce labor well, we got a recipe from my mom for like right. these ginger cookies that have uh was it uh, cayenne pepper cayenne pepper super gross yeah i it, i ate one Ugh. yeah <laughs> and you I, ate, like, I, I had like a couple dozen of these i was gonna things. say you had like 20 or 30 so gross. like we made a double batch or something like that uh -huh. so we had like 36 cookies or something it was nasty. and you ate most of them and i would I, I did it because your mom had made them for My sister your sister-in-law, sister yeah. and she had gone into labor like that night. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, this is going to work. It's going to work. <laughs> and uh, so walking spicy cookies, amongst other things that are other supposed to very normal naturally things. induce labor. You can look it up. No. And so <laughs> that night, July 30th, at some point I noticed that I was like leaking Yep. Like a, a discharge that wasn't pee. This is where the discretion <laughs> is, is, <laughs> starts. Uh-huh. And so we, I remember we just went for a short little walk to like the ball field and back from, yeah, so we obviously about we're at camp at this time. About a hundred yards. We didn't really go that far. Just to like see if any more would come out or like what, what this was, if it was real, like what, I don't know. We just, you, why, you did, why, know. why did we, yeah, well, it was like 10 at night too. Right. It was. It was, yeah, it was like 10 or 11. Well, yeah, it was like 10. And we went on the walk because you're like, it's just, it's not that much. Right. Like, we're just going to see because, I mean, they say like if your water breaks, that like uh, almost a gallon or right. something it's like like a, comes out. Right. It's, it's a lot. You you know your water broke. Yeah. And I didn't know. Right. <laughs> and but so. they also say that if there's like a tear and baby's head is like pressed up against it, then it can come out as like a slow trickle. So get up and move because then the baby will move yeah. and more will come out and maybe it'll rupture the whole Okay. Thing. So yeah, I guess that was our so thought process. So that was process. our thought process. Mm -hmm. It was like, we'll go on a walk and we'll see what happens. Right. 
And then nothing else really happened. Like, yeah, yeah, nothing you else really happened. You were starting to have a little bit of like pressure. Yeah. But it was kind of on the side. So we were like pretty sure it was like Bra- oh, Braxton Hicks. Right. They were inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did definitely like, I think we tracked we them because tra- we were yeah. super into tracking all these Braxton we, Hicks. We got this like tracking sheet where it's yeah. like, all right, if, if, if they start coming consistently, then start writing them down so that you can, when you get to the doctor or the hospital, you can tell them like, hey, here's the progress. And then they can be like, okay, yeah, this is happening. So they were really inconsistent. Some of them were two minutes apart. Some of them were like a minute apart. Some of them were like five minutes apart. And they were super mild. Like I felt them, but I wasn't in pain. I had like my hand on her belly and you just feel like tense up. Mm, It was weird. That's cool. But um, So we just decided to go to bed that night. We're just like, this is nothing. We'll just We tracked it for probably half hour. We tracked it from like 1030 to 11. Okay. Maybe and then you passed out right away. Oh, rolled over, fell asleep. And I laid there with my eyes wide open for several hours. Yeah. <laughs> and a little bit of it was because obviously, like, these Braxton Hicks were still happening. And so I was uncomfortable. I couldn't get comfortable because I was almost 40 weeks pregnant. And I also just kept thinking, like, oh, my goodness, is this it? Is this it? Is this it? I'm gonna meet, am I going to meet my baby girl really soon? Like, ah! And so I just, there was no way I was falling asleep. And so at some point I got up to go to the bathroom as you do when you're nine months pregnant. Right. Every couple of minutes. <laughs> uh, I think it was around like three o'clock or so. Yeah. When I sat on the toilet, like more discharge came out and I was like, <gasps> my water broke. Yeah. Cause it was, it was like more and more. It, was it wasn't more. like all of it, but it was a lot. It was enough uh, yeah. that I woke up Byron. Cause I rolled over and fell asleep immediately. I was like, well, I'll just wake me up. Something happened. So I rolled over, fell asleep. And then I just remember her just like tapping my foot being like, I think my water broke. And me being like hopping up out of bed and being like, all right, okay, call, call them. I'm going to call the, the, the hospital. I'm going to go get all of the, the diaper bag ready. I'm going to go get the whatever. So I got everything all ready. The to-go bag. The, the go bags yeah. ready because we brought the diaper bag and the go bag, right? Or do we just bring the go bag? I don't know. Maybe we just brought the one bag. But so I just, I threw in like the last minute things like toothbrushes and stuff like that just to make sure we had everything. And then um, she called the the hospital. I did because that was one of the things in the birthing class they suggested uh, just so that they can get the room ready for you and tell you whether or not you actually need to come in. Right. Uh, And so they asked me a few questions about what I thought was my water breaking. What they really wanted to know was like, am I continuing to leak? And I was like, I mean, this is the second time it's happened. So yes. Uh, and so they're like, yeah, you can come in. So we had to do a 40 minute drive. Yes. Hospital is only 30 minutes away, but there was road <laughs> construction. So we had to take a big detour all the way around this one town. Perfect in timing for road construction. And we're just like, uh, and it's like super bumpy and it's just the worst. But we made it. And it was so exciting. I remember being so excited on that yeah, trip. Yeah, and I was fully prepared to get there, and there was going to be a nurse waiting outside with a wheelchair. I know. That's how it always is, right? And they're just like, oh, we're so excited. We get there, and there's nobody. And we're so like, we where like, do we go? We have to, like, press the buzzer thing to, like, get in, and then... It's just like, hello. And we're just like, hi, we're here to, because d- uh, we're pregnant, to deliver a baby. And they're just <laughs> like, like, this big deal thing you should be excited yeah, about with us. And they're us. just like, okay. And then you hear, Arr! and then the door like pops open and we can go in. Byron just did a little door opening hand signal that you couldn't see. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> now I do, before we get into the hospital, I do want to preface this just by saying that we were living in a very small town. It's a very small hospital. Yeah. They didn't even have a NICU, which is a newborn ICU. Which was a little stressful. Yeah. And so it's just a small hospital, small hospital problems. Let's yeah. just say that. <laughs> uh, so I don't want to yeah. bash on anybody. Besmirch. It's just the reality of the circumstances. Yeah. We're not going to degrade the good name of this hospital, but it is 
a small hospital that sucked. Yeah, not a good. Uh, yeah. The people were great. The nurse, <laughs> for the most part. The nurse what was her name Sam. Sam, she I was, still remember she was Sam. Good. The doctor lady, she was fine. She kind of came in and out. Overall, it was it was decent. It wasn't like the biggest hospital, so, and it was during COVID, so we were sequestered to our room the whole time. No, um, yeah, basically. And we didn't like we didn't have to like wear masks and stuff. We were able just to be there and be as long as we were in our room, we yeah. it could not have masks on. But everybody yeah. who came into the room had a mask on. Yeah. And they also put shields on, too. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, of spray. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so we arrived at the hospital at 4 a.m. on July 31st. Yes. Okay? This is important. So they had me stripped down in a robe, put me in bed, and they wanted to check to make sure that I was actually leaking cervical fluid. Yep. And so they did the test to do that, and it was positive. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, all right, you're here to stay. Yep. Got all checked in strip, and stuff. Strip turned blue. Yep. So they're like, here it is. So they mm -hmm. got us checked in. I made sure that we had everything from the car and uh, we were we were in for the long haul. Yeah. So we're like, all right, it's happening. Here we, we are. Very, very long haul. <laughs> all right. So we're here. Yes. And uh, let's see. We, in the early stages, I was still up for moving around. And so yep. They did have like a blood pressure cuff and I believe an IV hooked on me right away, yeah, right? They got the IV hooked in pretty quick because they pump you full of like fluids and, and make right, sure that you're well hydrated. Just because as soon as you're there, you can't eat anything. Yeah. And so they want to make sure you're did, at least hydrated. Did you eat something on the way? I did. I yeah. had like a granola bar yeah. because I knew I wasn't going to be able to eat anything once we got to right. the hospital. We should have stopped somewhere. For a big old burger. Yeah. Like Taco Maybe Bell. Maybe next time. That's Taco Bell was right next to the... Yeah, but honey, it was 3 a.m. Taco Bell's open 24-7. The one in Iron Mountain was? No, 100% not. Okay, that's what I thought. Walmart or, or McDonald's was open. That would work too. Yeah. I like me a good old Big Mac. A Big Mac before <laughs> birth. Gross. I don't think it would have fit though. No. <laughs> so, so yeah. So we would walk the halls, but I was like, I was attached to... I think we made you walk the, the halls twice. The I was attached to the IV thing. So we had to like, you know, yeah. cart that around with well, me. And they put this big strap on your belly. Which was monitoring baby's heart rate, mm -hmm. and then like there was another one that in was the there. contractions and the contractions. Mm -hmm. um, but so, when I got up, they detached that. Right. So anytime we wanted to get up and walk around farther than just a few feet from the bed, we had to ring a nurse. The nurse had to come in, unplug everything, and then be like, "All right, like here's your second gown because <laughs> you had to cover oh, up the back." Yeah, that's true. And. And then we were able to walk the halls and we, you know, slowly walked and had contractions and walked and had contractions. Mm -hmm. And then we went back. But, but very, I, it's really funny because in the time I was like, <sighs> but it was nothing. Yeah. Those contractions in the beginning, I'm like, really, Natalie, and really. And I'll also preface it. I forgot to say up top that when, as soon as we got to the hospital, I immediately put on Animal Planet. Oh. <laughs> on their hospital TV. These are the things that are important to Byron. And River Monster was playing. And, oh, uh -huh. and Animal Planet did not turn off until Lena was out and we were going <laughs> to bed afterwards. Oh. we Animal Planet stayed on the whole time. Yeah, and I don't really remember much of it. I, I remember a lot of it. I'm sure you do. I watched a lot of Animal Planet. <laughs> River Monsters. There's that guy who gets like stung by stuff. He has a YouTube channel, Brave, Brave Wilderness, Brave Wild, something like that. He had a show on Animal Planet. Mm. Helps you give birth. It helped you while I was giving birth. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so contractions were still pretty mild and irregular. Uh, by 8.30, I think was the first time the doctor came in. Yeah, because she, she was coming was, in like, for her normal on shift. for the day. Yeah. And she checked me and I was two centimeters dilated yeah. and 80% effaced. Yeah. If you remember, at my appointment the day before, 
That's exactly where I was. Yeah, we hadn't changed at all. Nothing had changed. Water broke, no change. That is where we were. Yep. It was very discouraging. About two hours later, so it was about 1030-ish, um, the doctor came back in and double-checked. And just checked me again. Yeah, just checked you again. So checked again for the second time. So this is the doctor, doctor. And you were about three centimeters dilated. So, so just one more centimeter. Yeah, so two hours, only one more centimeter dilated. And then the doctor checked the sac, the amniotic sac, where all the fluid is held. And she's like, your water didn't break all the way. She she didn't even say that. All she said was, hey, do you want me to break your water? Oh, that's what like, it was. Like, she didn't even refer to the fact that I was there because I thought my water had broken. Yeah, she was like, you want me to break your water? And we're like, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, didn't it break? And she's like, no, no, like, um, well, a little. <laughs> she's like, well, you are, like, leaking, but it's very much so intact still. Yeah. So she's just like, we'll just break it because it'll it'll make it go a little faster. And she goes into the one of the dresser drawers off to the side and pulls out this like super long crochet hook looking nonsense. And she's just like, you're just going to feel a little bit of pressure and then just a lot of pressure release. And we're just like, okay. So I like stood up next to Natalie's head and like held her hand and then she just, you know, pops it. Just pop the balloon. Just pop the balloon. With this long stick. Just stuck it. <laughs> stuck it in, the, in, in there. Oh. And I was... And you just hear like right it was like a gush it was like and and the crazy thing to me we don't have to talk about this too much is i just was in bed i was just continuing to sit in bed they didn't even like put a pan underneath i was just in bed they had like and then they were just like like, this is just like we're just gonna have to clean it up afterwards even though they controlled this break yeah they had some like absorbent pads down yeah but that was it yeah i was sitting in it honey i know it was so weird it was so weird i'm like since you know you're doing this why don't you just put put my butt under a pan go get a 55 (laughs) or a five gallon bucket a 55 gallon i meant a a five gallon do you think was in there i i I, a five gallon bucket (laughs) from the home depot it's down the street oh goodness yeah but so that was weird yeah I didn't really know what was going on there. Yeah, it was very quick. She was just like, how's about it? You want me to break your water? And we're just like, isn't it broken? She's like, nah, I'll break it. Yeah, right. <laughs> we're just like, why? So we realized then that I had not broken my water and it was probably just a small tear somewhere. And she did explain that like the amniotic sac is like in layers. Yes. And that sometimes the outer layer will break and it will leak the fluid, but it's not the main sac. It's right. just fluid from within the membrane walls. Mm-hmm. But it's still amniotic fluid, so it'll still give a positive blue, right. a blue strip right yeah which again like you don't know until you know yeah so when your water breaks it will come out a lot <laughs> if it's just like a little bit your water probably didn't break or it broke a very little bit but you i mean just go but in. you still do need you to call need a doctor about it because, because it's if there's not a, supposed to happen yeah, if there's a breach between that if there's a, a connection between the outside world and the inside of the womb then like you open up the possibility of infection or whatever right so they want you to come in so that they can start pumping you full of antibiotics and stuff like that to make sure that you're you're safe and baby safe so go in but like <laughs> look how educated Byron is like, guys don't, don't he learned a lot through this i did you an expert. I mean, what, two years ago, you didn't know any of this? None. Mm-hmm. Zero. I mean, I knew very little as well, yeah. but but still, uh, yeah. I'm impressed with you. So just over an hour after that, they... Well, they checked again, and I think you were only at three centimeters again. And they're like, you're not really progressing that fast. Right. Even after the water was broken. Yeah. And so I don't even feel like they asked me. They're just like, okay, we need to put you on Pitocin. Yeah. They were just like, we're just going to go ahead and start you on Pitocin. So Pitocin is the drug they use to induce labor yeah. to medically get it going. And it's supposed to make it so that like everything softens up and everything kind of 
kickstarts and the cervix starts widening faster and the right whatever gets softer faster. But I hear that when they do that, because it's a medicated form of inducing labor and not natural, it's mm. more hard on your body. So it, it makes a more difficult labor. Yeah, it's yeah. And so right around... Like, I don't know exactly when, but I, it was pretty soon after they started me on Pitocin when I started having back labor. Yeah. Because for the most part, you were just kind of in bed or standing up and I was sitting in the chair watching River Monsters <laughs> and you would be like, I'm having a contraction and you would I would just like, you'd squeeze my hand and I'd be there and I'd be like, just make sure you breathe. It's okay. Mm-hmm. And you'd just be like, <sighs> and that would be the whole thing. And right. I was just it like, was this isn't bad. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was like, I was, I was like on my phone, yeah. texting people, playing my phone game. Yeah. Like it was pretty chill, but yeah, once Pitocin hit, it got pretty intense. Yeah. Since now I'm on Pitocin, I wasn't able to leave the room anymore mm-hmm. because with Pitocin, they want to constantly be monitoring baby. Mm-hmm. And so I couldn't leave that you belly strap that yeah. they had on me to monitor baby and my contractions. And so I was stuck to the room now. Mm-hmm. So what I did because I was stuck to the room <laughs> was I just had a very small cord between yep. all of these things with the IV, the Pitocin, and the straps around my belly. I just paced back and forth, like literally the, the length of my bed. Yeah. I would walk, turn around, walk back, yeah. walk there, walk back. Like, like that was what I was limited to. And yeah. I did that for a very long time. <laughs> I was watching Animal Planet. That's right. And then whenever a contraction would start, I'd just like stop for a second, breathe, and I keep going. Yeah. <laughs> and like hours That's I did what that. what it was. I knew I needed yeah. to keep up and moving. And so I did for as long as I could. That's right. Something that I like looking back on is crazy to me because they talk about on how these contractions and you don't really realize how the in-between contractions, it really is complete relief. Like yeah. it's insane to me that you go from one of the most like painful things in your life and then boom, like you're just back it's to just, normal. It's just, it's just gone just, right. for like two minutes. Like that was minute. just insane to me. Like I was very thankful for those relieved, like that rest in between, mm-hmm. but it's just mind blowing boggling. Which one? Both. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to me that it's just such a night and day difference between the right. two. It's just wow. Yeah. And like a contraction lasts like what, about a minute? Yes. And the break time lasts about two. It depends on where you're at in labor, but yeah. yeah. So it, it was a good amount of break time. Uh, do you want to tell them about my freezy pops, honey? Uh, freezy pops. So I mean, <laughs> well, okay. So during labor, obviously you can't eat anything. And um, why can't you eat anything? Because of anesthesia and, and C-sections right. and whatever. It, in case you needed an, an emergency C-section at some point during the process, they don't want you to eat anything because you could get sick. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they limited her to like these little freezy pop things. So the strawberry and and lemon freezy pops yeah now for me they were so good like they were like real freezy pops yeah they were well they were like the italian ice like push-up yeah and like but the flavor was just so oh my goodness i (laughs) i really want more (laughs) we should just buy some probably leave them leave them for later like the flavor was bursting (laughs) because you haven't eaten anything the happiest thing you ate a granola bar (laughs) you ate a granola bar at 3 30 in the morning and hadn't had anything I think the first Freezy Pop wasn't for, like, a few hours. Right. Like, it wasn't until I for sure was on Pitocin and needed a pick-me-up. It might up. have been around the first time that I was encouraged to eat. Because basically, because of COVID, like, husband cannot come and go. So they're like, we're going to let you eat for free. Mm-hmm. But you have to, like, order off of the menu. So I would take the menu and I would order. But, like, in the morning around breakfast time, one of the nurses came in and was like, you need to order something to eat. 
Yeah, it was kind of funny how worried the nurses were for you. Yeah. I think because they didn't want to also have you be a patient. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, so they basically were like, eat, like, go order something now, eat, go do uh-huh. it. And I'm like, all right. So I had to like call and order something. So I got pancakes and like eggs and a orange juice and stuff like that. Right. But the whole setup. And so I like, I knew Natalie was hungry. So she got this little freezy pop thing and I like went behind the curtain mm-hmm, and, and hid like, for me. Ate it as but I could as still I could. smell it. Yeah. I could smell that syrup. <laughs> yeah. I wish there was like a commons area that I could have gone and eaten so that I could have like eaten away from her so that it wasn't this like, haha, I get to eat and you can't. But, but obviously you didn't have that attitude. Yeah. I think if you had that attitude, I would have been very upset with you. <laughs> yeah. So I was trying to be as, as uh, accommodating as possible, but she could yeah. still smell my just pancakes. So with those freezy pops, they told me at the beginning, they're like, you're only going to be able to have three of three. these. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so... So they're like, space them out. So you'll have one now, and then you'll have one like closer to 10 hours or whatever, and then one closer to when actually baby is coming. So that we can like keep your sugar up or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. But they were also pumping you full of fluids and stuff. So it's not like you were like being unhealthy. It's just they didn't want you to eat anything. And so contractions, like the Pitocin was doing its thing. They were slowly upping it as we went along. And they were becoming more intense. And the pain was growing. Things were obviously progressing. Pain that I was experiencing. Like people had told me that labor pains are just severe period cramp pains. Mm-hmm. And that was not true at all for me. I honestly hardly felt any pain in the front section like I obviously felt the pressure of the contraction Mm -hmm. happening with you know because the purpose of it is to like push baby down right it's your muscles working to force the baby out (laughs) the almost like exclusively and maybe it was just because it was so intense that I didn't feel the front pain but I was having extremely sharp back pain yeah like right I don't even know how to explain above the tailbone yeah it was like right above the tailbone like the disc is that the disc yeah those two things on the side well right there yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of. He's feeling my back. I'm feeling your back right now. Um, Where were you pushing? It was above my butt. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was just right above your butt, maybe a little bit to the right. Okay. Thanks, yeah. honey. <laughs> so, like, but it was, yeah, like right above the tailbone to the right of the tailbone. Yeah. It was, that was to the point where I couldn't just sit back and watch Animal Planet. And this was probably at like, what, one o'clock p.m. the day that we I got don't, there? I don't really have a time frame for when because basically this back labor was getting just so bad it got and bad so, and it got bad fast right which is what pitocin does and it lasted to the end oh yeah <laughs> you bet it did <laughs> and so i decided to ask for i was like i don't want i don't want to go like crazy and get an epidural right away but like right. what can you give me to just kind of like take the edge off of this mm-hmm. because like, holy man, is this awful. Like right, this, it was bad. I can deal with period cramps because I've had you my whole life. This is nothing like period cramps. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. And this was probably before we figured out a good method of me being able to like put pressure on. Right. Counter pressure and so heat you were and just, all that. You were just like experiencing and I was just holding your hand being like, just breathe. Make sure yeah. you breathe in. Just grab Which was important because yeah. like, yes, I knew to breathe. But when you're in pain, it's just like when you're doing push-ups and you have to tell yourself to breathe. Yeah. Same thing. Like mm-hmm. I literally, you forget because you you think that for some reason, if you hold your breath, it'll go away, but it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. No, you just stop breathing. Right. <laughs> and then you pass out and then you have another issue. <laughs> I know. So That would have been better. I would have rather given birth passed out, honey. I don't think so. I think you loved the uh, experience. Oh. <laughs> but So they offered the yeah. IV pain reliever. Which it's some, some sort of opioid. I don't know the name of it, but yeah, yeah it's some kind of opioid. Like a real strong it, And they stuff. put it into the IV that they had yeah. pumping into me. It was like one of those things where they're like, you know, take the syringe and they like take the little bottle and they turn it upside down, turn it back, and then mm-hmm. they stick the thing in, turn it upside down. And all I can think out. of is they're poisoning me. Yeah. Because in movies, that's what they do and, when they're going to poison they, like, they 
flick the needle to get all the air up and they squirt a little bit out and then they stick it in the IV. <laughs> and basically, I think it's like called like the happy drug or yeah. something like that. It was glorious. Like this is definitely the first time I got this drug was the highlight of the whole thing. Like it's probably the first and only time you're going to get high. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> like this is, I mean, this is legitimately stuff that people abuse. Yeah. Like, not I understand why. <laughs> not to make light of it, but like, that's why. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. And they gave me a freezy pop. I had a freezy pop. I specifically remember this, honey. And yeah. I know you're going to make fun of me because I, whatever. And I but I just, shh, let me finish and then you can say your perspective. <laughs> I just remember being so happy. I had my, my freezy pop. I was I was tasting these yummy, fruity tastes. Yeah. What? I don't know what I'm trying to say. And... You're trying to describe a drug trip. <laughs> uh, yes. I had no care in the world. I literally was just smiling. Yeah. And I was so happy. I was just like, I know that drugs are in me and it's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> it was, she was really like out of it. Like you could tell as soon as they gave it to her, she like relaxed and the contractions were still happening, but she was just like kind of taking them. She was just like... And then she got the freezy pop and she was just like giggling and she was like, this is the best, this is the best thing ever. And I'm just like, geez, like you were super high. And she was just like, I don't even feel it. I don't even feel it anymore. Is that what I was saying? Yeah. You were like, this is so good. I don't even feel it anymore. This is so good. And then I think you finished it and you were like, can I get another one? Another like, IV or another freezy pop? Freezy pop. Oh. And they were like, you, you like you need to take, because this was your second one out of your three maximum. Yeah. Yeah, you were super friggin' high. But I thought <laughs> that I'm like, oh, goodness, like I can sit back for a second and relax. Because I had basically, as soon as her back labor started, I never, I didn't sit back down. Yeah. Like I'd been I standing I really up. needed you every contraction. Yeah. So this was probably like, her back labor started probably around one and you got the shot at like what? Three maybe? Three-ish. Yeah. Something like that. Well, I back labor started right as soon as I started Pitocin. At like, at like noon. At like 11. Yeah. Yeah. At, at almost noon probably. And, and yeah, so like basically I'd at this point been standing up for like three or four hours straight. I hadn't sat sat down at all. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I sat down and I was like, I really hope that this kind of like fixes it. <laughs> it's like my work is done. Yeah, and it didn't. <laughs> no, I think that I don't have a frame of reference for how long that whole high lasted. I do know it definitely didn't last long enough because it was glorious. Yeah. But you think it was maybe 10 minutes. Uh, it felt like it was maybe 10, 15 minutes that okay. you were like, that you had like a good amount of relief and I could sit down and take a break. I think I maybe was able to go to the bathroom for the first time in a couple hours. And at some point, like, cause I mean, I guess around that time is like, I had to eat at noon. Cause they were like, you get something to eat. Yeah. Get something to eat. You gotta eat. You gotta eat. And I was just <laughs> like, okay, like I'll get something to eat. So I had to order, I got a burger and all that stuff. And it was still really good. <laughs> and, um, behind the curtain. Yeah. Gotta hide from me. Gotta hide. And I ate it all behind the curtain. Ate real fast. Yeah. I got water and juice. I only got soda one time. I was proud of myself. Okay. They didn't really, like, it was, I don't really drink that much soda, but when I go out, I drink a lot of soda. Anyways. But they had an offer. Oh. And I didn't And you're proud of you because you said no. Because I said no. Okay. I just drank juice. So by four o'clock, they checked me again and I was at five centimeters. Yeah. So we had been there for 12 hours at this point yep. and I had progressed three centimeters. Mm -hmm. So that's cool. Yep. <laughs> It was a... Very discouraging. Yes. It's like, what the heck? I've gone yeah. through all of this already, and... And we still have, we like... are barely halfway there. Yeah. It's... You climbed a whole mountain, 
<laughs> and you look over and there's like a mountain twice as tall. Yeah. It's like there's... This isn't even the worst of it yeah, yet. Yeah, this is the beginning stages of uh -huh. it. This is ridiculous. So this is when like, I guess, active labor... Because there's the... What's the distinction between it? It's at, it's at six centimeters at is six when you're at active. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I mean, at five-ish, 545, give or take. Oh, time-wise. Sorry. Yeah. I was like, they, they don't measure it by no, 45. <laughs> no, they, they came in and, and that's when you were, uh, you were at six centimeters. And this is still now like, we've been in here for 13 and a half, almost 14 hours. And we just got to active labor. And most people people when they go into the hospital are pretty close to active labor. Yeah. Because I, you do all of that early stuff at home. Right. Where you're just like sitting We definitely had a disadvantage there. Stuff. Yeah. And we went in right away. So we spent those first however many like hours in a hospital bed and the majority of that you were basically tied to the bed. We went out mm -hmm. for a walk two times mm -hmm. and then basically they started you on Pitocin and we're like in the room. I think I left once or twice just to go refill your cup with water. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Then that was it. Yeah. So and I was just pacing back and forth next yeah. to my bed. And I got coffee. I, I drank over a gallon of coffee while we were there. <laughs> Like I'm a hundred percent like serious. Like I drank well over a gallon because they had these giant foam cups. Yeah, that's that, true. Like, I filled with crushed ice and water for you, and mine was almost always filled with coffee. Hmm. And I drank probably six or seven of those Jeez. in that time. I don't that I think there. I had realized that. Yeah, I was pounding coffee. Usually, I, had been I keep up. track of your coffee intake, but I definitely wasn't thinking no. about it then. <laughs> well, I had been up. I mean, I'd been up since you woke me up at three o'clock in the morning, and this is now right fifteen hours later. So, anyways, yeah. at this point, they continued to up my dose of pitocin. Yeah. And I don't even remember at what point they're like, well, you're on max Pitocin, but it, I definitely hit it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they continued to monitor. They had the little machines on there and they, you know, every once in a while, Lena would squirm out of there. So then it would be like, it would be, it would freak, it'd be freaky. Cause it'd be like, you'd hear the little like beep, beep of just the monitor of Lena's, you know, heart rate. And then every once in a while it would just go beep. And you're just like, Whoa. and they're just like, she moved. And I'm like, yeah, but like, why does it have to make the noise? Yeah, that's awful. And but so she was handling it really she well. She was handling it super well. She was really strong and she was she was staying active. That's mm -hmm. what they look for. They don't want baby to just kind of be hanging out. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I was too. Like, yeah. I never had any blood pressure issues or anything like that. Like, we were both, like, health-wise, we were handling it well. Yes. Emotionally and mentally, not so much. But yeah. health-wise, we were doing okay. All three of us. I was well-fed. <laughs> I was standing a lot and drinking an unhealthy amount of coffee, but I was well fed. So like we said before, like back labor never persisted. Yes. And it just kept, it really just kept getting worse, which I couldn't believe it could get worse. Yeah. It just kept getting worse. And I legitimately needed Byron to push very hard on my back yeah, so during every single contraction. Yeah. So this was about six o'clock and we found this method of me being able to push with like my, like my fingertips as hard as I possibly could right on that spot that we were talking about. Yeah. And it would alleviate some of the pain mm -hmm. and you'd be able to get through it. And that's what I would do for the rest of the time. Every single contraction, right. every two minutes. You would push and you would remind me to breathe. Yeah. And it, like every single time. Every single time. Mm -hmm. Not a single time that I, that I miss it. Maybe once or twice I had to go to the bathroom. and then Or like when I went to the bathroom. Oh my goodness. Being an awful, terrible, <laughs> active labor while going to the bathroom is awful. Yeah. And they like make you measure it. Yeah. <laughs> they make you feed into like a bucket. Right. I, right. So I had to like aim. Yeah. <laughs> what you don't do as a female. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like sitting in there and I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to be as like supportive and helpful as possible. But every time you had to go to the bathroom, the nurse had to go in with you and they told me to stay outside. So... <laughs> Uh, it's, a, it's a process. It's very humbling to have somebody else in a room with you that you don't really know while yeah. peeing. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I don't usually have people in the room. Like, we, we pee with the door open because we're married. That's right. But, like, just to have a stranger, like a nurse in the room while I'm peeing. Looking at you and encouraging you. 
Yeah. You can do it. Right. Yay. Yeah. It's good weird. job. That was a good amount. Yeah. <laughs> Here's uh, a candy. And so with you c- applying counter pressure on my back, we also had like a heating pad that was helpful for a little while. Yep. They also gave us like ice packs and stuff too, right? Yeah. They gave us one of those like break and shake ice packs. Yeah. And then they had something where they would, I think, microwave it or something like that. For the heat, or maybe it was one of those. No, we brought a heating pad. Oh yeah, that's right. We brought brought ours from home. Yeah, yeah. So we had the heat pad, which we had to clean afterwards. Yeah, nasty. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so we had the heating pad that I like. We rolled up and we put on the spot, and then we also iced it. And I think ice we determined ended up working a lot better. I don't even remember. I think okay, this is what I remember (laughs) is that it made it because it made the area kind of numb because we'd stick it on there, and they'd be like, "Don't put it directly on our skin," and so we'd have to like put wrap it in something. But I remember like we got a a cup of ice water that I'd specifically specifically just put like paper towels or like a washcloth in. Right. And I put it on your head because you were getting really hot. Yes. That was glorious. Yeah. And then we got you a fan. No, that was during pushing, honey. No, they got, because they got you a fan a little while before, but I remember repositioning it during nursing or uh, during uh, pushing. (laughs) You're jumping ahead. I'm jumping ahead. (laughs) Um, So they did at one point get a fan. They did at one point get like rags and stuff to put on your head because this was like active labor we weren't very far as far along as we needed to be and you were still having horrible back pain and you were like overheating yeah because my body was working so hard right so i remember asking for a second dose of that iv pain reliever mm-hmm. thing the opioid the opioid that's what yeah. i was looking for and, and like this is from the... my recollection i really don't even remember it doing much yeah because i remember you being like oh my goodness this is gonna help and then you did it and you're just like did you do it and they're like that's as much as we can give you we can only give you two doses during your whole visit we can only give you two doses and the second one didn't do anything i i was i was still having to press (laughs) yeah i was still having to press on her back we were still having to do this and it was just getting like awful it was very quickly after that one didn't do anything and i was like i can't express this enough i was screaming crying with each contraction yeah it was like literally like think of like a serrated knife just like being dug into my spine it was awful yeah and i i couldn't breathe because i was in so much pain the in between stage was getting shorter like of rest in between contractions yeah so the contractions were about a minute apart at this point and so and I don't even remember how far – we hadn't checked in a while. Mm. I mean, the last time we checked, it was at six centimeters. Yeah. But obviously, that was at the beginning of active later, yeah. labor. And we had asked them to check several times. They would come in and we'd be like, can you just check and see like how far? And they're like, we really don't think you're going to be that much farther. And we'd be like, can you please just check anyway? And they're like, you're still there. You're mm-hmm. still at the same spot. Right. And Every single like, time, we were always discouraged whenever they yeah. checked. We were always so hopeful and then got stomped yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> So I started talking to Byron about getting an epidural. Mm-hmm. I think like, I don't really have a solid timeline, but we're thinking around like 7 p.m. It would have been around, yeah, 7 or 8. She, cause she had been like, cause I, my head was like, I mean, epidural doesn't seem like that bad of an idea right yeah. now. And then you had mentioned it and I was like, okay, are you like sure? And you're like, I can't, like, mm-hmm. I can't, I, this is ridiculous. It was really just the back pain. I really vividly remember having that conversation. I remember like sitting on the side of the bed and you sitting next to me or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I just like was shaking my head and I'm like, I am so exhausted and we're not even in the ending like part of this. Like we're still in the thick of it. Yeah. And I'm like, cause I, at this point I had been awake for 36 hours cause I did not sleep any bit mm-hmm. like you did the night before. Right. And this is a very obviously physically demanding experience. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't get a break. <laughs> I was like, I need a break, you yeah. know? Yeah. 
And the IV I thought would give it a little me a little bit, but it didn't. It did nothing. And so I just was like, I we need to do something. Like mm-hmm. I need this is unbearable, and I need something. Yeah. And so Fair. I told the nurse. I remember. I remember telling the nurse, "We've decided that I would like an epidural." And I remember the nurse being like, "Oh, honey, you can do it. You don't need one." Like you remember that? Yeah. She, she was, was just like, like, "You got this." She's like, "Oh no, it'll just be a little bit longer." And I was like, "Do you understand how long I've been here?" Yeah. Like I don't think that. They're so desensitized. <laughs> well, and they have so many different patients and stuff, and they're just trying to be encouraging. So they're not really like, I mean, they're invested because like they, they, they're with you all day, but they still, they're with other patients. And like at the beginning, we're like, we're going to try not to do an epidural. So they're like, as soon as you're like, I want an epidural, they're probably like, oh, you didn't want one. So I'm just going to try to encourage you and be like, you go girl, you got this. <laughs> And it's like it was just you don't, so insincere. Yeah, it's like you don't understand. Like, right? We've we talked need. about this. It's yeah. not just an impulsive decision. Yeah, I, I already, understand what I'm asking yeah, for. I already asked those. I already said those things. I already said those. <laughs> you know, you are you sure? Like, yeah. you're sure. You're sure. Yeah. So they're like, all right, we'll call the anesthesiologist. Anesthesiologist. Mm-hmm. Around this time, they were doing nurse shift change. Yep. And <laughs> this would have been our third nurse right. since getting admitted. Yeah. So we got one nurse. When we first got there, and pretty shortly afterwards, she left because she was on the day shift. So they were 12 hours. She was hour. on the night shift. She was on the night shift, sorry. So they were 12 hour shifts. So she left at like, what, seven? In yeah, the probably morning? around. And then the next and and then, then the next one was there. And then the next one was there. And, and we spent we had, all day with her. Yeah. And then. And then was that Sam came? And then Sam came. And then our third nurse mm-hmm. came. Praise the Lord for Sam. Sam was a really good nurse. She was. <laughs> she was great. She was so on it and she was so supportive. Because the other one, we would like ring. And then we'd ring and then I'd go out to the counter and she'd be like, oh, do you need something? And I'm like, yes, (laughs) that's what the ringing is for. Yeah. I was upset. Oh, were you? There was time. I was definitely frustrated. I was like, this is your job. Yeah. Like when, when, yeah, when it's your job, like we literally, you gave us the button because when we press this button, it's not (laughs) like when you get to it, it's like now. Yeah. I am pushing a kid out. So third nurse was taking over. And so, yeah, around like when we asked, it was probably around like 7, 7, 15 Mm -hmm. that we asked for it. And this is 7, 15 PM. And they're like, okay, so we called him. He's at home. He was off or whatever. And he needs to like get ready and come here. So he'll probably be here in about 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah. And so like with every contraction, I remember thinking to myself, this could be your last one. This could be your last one. Like I remember just... That was what was getting me through every single one because I knew like he's on his way, he's on his way, and then it's all gonna be great. <laughs> and it was over an hour later, right? That this friggin' guy who is my arch nemesis of all time, <laughs> I hate this person. My word. He is the worst. Oh my! I have word. never wanted to physically attack a human being more than I wanted to hit this person in the face. So just like I had reached my end when I got to the point of asking for an epidural. Yeah. And so I was past my end by the time he got there. Yeah. Because I sh- I shouldn't have had it to wait any longer. Yeah. And he, so anyway, he <laughs> arrives an hour later. So it's almost, yeah. <laughs> it was after eight o'clock. It was after eight o'clock. And he just comes in and he just starts like, Oh, why is my stuff not here? Why don't you guys done anything? Why this needs to be there? Why is he still standing up here? And I'm like holding my wife's hand who's in pain. And so he's just like, you go sit in that rocking chair over there. And I'm like, okay. So at this point I have to sit in a rocking chair by the wall. And he made it very clear <laughs> to me. Because he put you in a timeout. Yeah. He made it very clear to me that if I get up and interfere in any way, they're going to have me like leave. They're going to be like, you're going to leave. Really? He said, like, he told me like, if you like, you're going to sit there and if you get up and do anything, we're going to have you leave. 
Oh. And you might not get that back in. No. Yeah. This is like he because he he like told me this. This is what he told me. I do not like that. Yeah. He was he threatened me. So <laughs> I'm like sitting in this chair like I can either attack this man and go to prison. <laughs> Or I can be here for the birth of my child. So I weighed those two options very heavily oh my word. for the whole time this process happened because I cannot stress enough how irritated I was at this person. Irritated is <laughs> not even the right word. I was like, I had murder in my heart. Oh, oh my. You got to confess that. It was. Have you confessed it? I don't even know, man. This guy was the worst. <laughs> So he had no redeeming qualities. At no point was I like, oh, he's just doing his job. No, he was like, even when he was doing his job, he was just like complaining about the fact that he had to be there, that he was at home, and that whatever. I'm it's just not like, like it was Bruh. the middle of the night either. No, it was eight o'clock at night. Like, just, sure, it's late, but off. it's not like he was in bed. Yeah, what the heck? Yeah, I just feel like he he wasn't very understanding of the fact that I was in active labor. Yeah, like he had to, and I understand this, but he had to read off all the risks that go into an epidural and have you sign the waiver. And I had to form. physically sign this consent form. And in the midst, like, you know, every like, two minutes, I'm like... Mm. Yeah, she's like in the middle of the worst contractions of her life. And he's like, can you just sign this? And, mm -hmm. and you're just like, just give me a second. And she, he's just like, I know it hurts, but you need to sign this. And I'm like, it will end in one minute. Just wait. We, there is a way to time these. <laughs> like, you you, you know when this ends. You, you're a doctor. Mm -hmm. you, you work in this department. You know that contractions last one minute. If she's 30 <laughs> seconds into a contraction, you can wait another 30 seconds. <laughs> I think Byron was definitely more peeved than I was. Oh, my goodness. I was, like, literally, I like, was less in... than an inch away from killing this man. Oh, my goodness. Stop saying that. You're no. making me worried. Goodness gracious. I catch this guy in the street. Anyways, good thing we moved away from that area. My car. Wow. So once he got all of his stuff together and Which got I... his consent and all the stuff, if you are curious, this is basically how an epidural is administered. So an epidural is named for Edward P. James Epidural. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no, but it's a giant. You guys should definitely come here for medical information yes, but it's a giant freaking needle they <laughs> shove up into your spine it's horrible how it went down for me was they had me sit crisscrossed sideways in the bed so i was sitting looking at like looking at me looking, looking at, at you the door. but like i wasn't facing the head of the bed i was facing the side of the bed right and sit crisscross and he wanted me to bend over crisscross as far as I could. So, like, my belly would go into my crisscross legs. Right. Like, he basically, like, I remember him, like, pushing me down as far. Like, He's I'm like, like, you need to go farther. You I need was, to go farther. Yeah. It's like, I'm pregnant. Not only There's am I pregnant, but I here. definitely am not a very flexible person anyways. <laughs> so, that was not happening. Yeah. So, I'm like, you know, in, in literally in the midst of this, I'm still going through these sharp sharp pains in my back uh which i feel like being distracted from them was definitely helpful yeah. not gonna lie like between all the commotion happening and my like hope of what's to come it definitely was very distracting that was helpful mm. so he got out all his stuff uh they do numb the area a little bit just like on the surface i remember feeling the little like needles around the surface just yeah. to numb a little bit mm -hmm. uh he was like all up and ready and all of a sudden he's like mm, she's crooked she's crooked <laughs> And I was like, what? And so in my head, I'm like, can I not get it? Because I'm like thinking to myself, is there something wrong with my back yeah. that I'm not qualified or something? And so he's like, can you just like move? Yeah. <laughs> 
And he just like yells at one of the nurses like, why do you have her here? She should be a perfectly straight and she's crooked because you have her in the right. It's because it's like the bed doesn't go all the way perfectly flat. Like there's a slight. And I was in like the, the crevice of it. Yeah. And so he, they just needed to scoop me a little bit over to a flatter part of the bed. Yeah. So my spine could be aligned and it properly. Just been some, it could have just been something where he was just like, <laughs> like, okay, nurses, let's work together and get her scooted over a little bit. Instead of being like, oh, you guys suck. She's too crooked. You're too crooked. I could paralyze you if you're too crooked. Big deal out of it. Yeah, and I'm just like, then do your job and help them move her. <laughs> I'm like sitting here white knuckling this friggin' rocking chair that I have to be in, getting ready to hit him with it. Oh, so they get me in the right spot eventually. Eventually, uh. and again, yeah, I just bend over and I. Basically, I'm like creating as big, like as tight of a ball with my body as I can. And I really don't remember. I'm sure, like, I know that there was a lot of pressure and it hurt, but compared to what I had been going through, I don't really feel like it was much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I really have very little memory of the pain of it. Of the epidural. And the <clears throat> sensation of it. I mean, they did numb the area. So I think that yeah. for the most part, I, I don't think that it was going to be that bad. Like comparatively, because they did numb it first. R yeah, like the, the skin <laughs> as much as they could. But they're going into your spine. Yeah, I, I just don't really remember, which I guess is probably a good thing. So like after they got this thing all set, cause they, so they put a big needle in and around the needle is like a soft casing or whatever. And then they like pull the hard part out so that she can like lay on her back. But there's like a cord that's like coming right. out of my back. It's coming right? out. It's they put in, in it's called like a catheter probably. They call it a catheter, but know. it's basically something they stick into the spine so that they can do a slow drip of the. Like direct pain relief into the spine. Yeah. And so at that point you're not allowed to get up at all because it's supposed to eliminate the ability to like feel your whole lower body. Right. Is what it's supposed to do. Um, but so they had her laying down flat on the bed. I mean, you were and able I, to... Yeah, I, I did feel relief for a while. For I remember... A bit, yeah laying there and I was able to rest. I barely felt the contractions. I just laid there and had like no care in the world about what was going on around me mm -hmm. uh, because things were going on around me and I didn't really know about them until later, but I was just laying there and I was at peace. <laughs> right. And I mean, at this point he then like, cause you know, anesthesiologists, they have to administer it and then they stay a while to look at the side effects. And almost, I'd say almost immediately, it was within like a minute or two, they were like, all right, her and baby's blood pressure is starting to drop, which is- That's probably why I was so relaxed. <laughs> yeah, probably. So he stuck around and he was like, all right, well, we need to start doing this because you know, it's getting a little lower. Cause it's like, if it gets below a certain threshold and they need to start taking more action. So it was getting close to that. It never got to the point where it was like an emergency, but it was getting low. So he was was like we need to be getting like some of this fluid into her faster so he was like, like the IV the fluid. IV fluid into her faster so he's like give me a blood pressure cuff <laughs> and they give her give him like this automatic one he's like not an automatic one where's your manual ones and they're just like we don't have one in the room he's like go get one and I cannot stress enough how horrible this <laughs> oh, man okay was. honey just move on he was they a horrible understand. Man. like I'll say like he had again no redeeming qualities <laughs> he was just the worst but he, because he was just so inconvenienced to do his own job. You get paid lots of money for right. this. Right, anesthesiologists are loaded. Yeah, and it's like, you're just, oh, why do I have to be here and work? It's like, because. I don't know what's going on in this We're paying life. you. Yeah, I don't know what's going on in his life. He probably had stressful, I don't care, but whatever. I don't give a rip. But, um, so he put this, like, manual blood pressure cuff on the fluid bag and, like, pressed on it and, like, made it shoot in faster. <laughs> and for some reason, something with that made her blood pressure and baby's blood pressure rise back to normal but he still stuck around for about an hour and like monitored and you know just checked and chatted with the nurses to make sure that they knew what to do and then he was like all right 
And then he left and we didn't see him again. Yep. He was just gone. And that's okay. And he didn't say anything. He didn't be like, congratulations, good luck, you know, hope everything turns out. He was just like, all right. And then he just walked away. Mm -hmm. And we're just like, freaking bye, I guess. <gasps> um, but, I mean, at least for a little while, yeah, you were able to, like, kind of lay back. You were able to get a little bit of rest. I still had to sit in the stupid chair because they're like, no. Which we will say, I mean, part of the reason why they put you in that chair is they've had dads pass out watching the epidural go in. Yeah. And they really don't want that to happen. Because then and they so they put you away from... They make you, yeah, like, sit out of you, basically. Yes. So I, I look at you, so but I could see anything behind you. Yes. Yeah. I, I understand why they make you sit, but they, right. it's he, to a point where, he like... He was just a jerk about it. Yeah, he was just the worst about it. So I, I understood that I needed to. And if anybody else would have been like, Can you, you just need to sit over there and you need to not get up because we need to be able to have the spruce to move or whatever... But he just came up to me and threatened me. And I was like, I feel like I could fight you. <laughs> he was a pretty big guy, but I could have taken him. So probably, like, I mean, that whole blood pressure thing happened. And like Brian said, it was probably about an hour. And shortly, so I probably got like an hour and a half of relief or so. Yeah. Amongst all of that. And then, I kid you not, like, I was back into it. I fully back pain, everything. It was it was awful all over yeah. again. Like, I thought that that was going to be it. Right, because we've been told that, like, as soon as you get the epidural, basically everything under the injection site, numb. Can't right. feel it. And, right, and so people talk about, like, having difficulty even knowing when to push because they can't feel their contractions anymore because they're epidural. Yeah. And, like, that's a very normal thing. But, like, it just wore off. I don't know if it's because they pump me full of fluids to try to get my blood pressure up. Uh, and I have a theory, but I'm not a, I don't know how accurate it is, but I've got my theory. And, I mean, the anesthesiologist, he even said, he's like, it's not supposed to be a full, like, spinal block. Yeah. It's just supposed to help, like, take the edge off or yeah, whatever. manage the pain. Manage the pain. But for a lot of people, it just eliminates the pain. Maybe it just depends on how people react to the drug. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I was I was fully back into it, and I could feel my legs. Like you can't yeah. tell me that it didn't wear off. It wore off. Yeah. I just was annoyed, and they they got to a point where they couldn't put any more in me either, because yeah. there is a, such thing out, as that. Yeah, they maxed out the epidural. They maxed out all of the like the pitocin. They maxed out the other opioid drug, opium, mm -hmm. or whatever. So we're now at nine thirty. Mm -hmm. I was at eight centimeters. So yeah. I definitely did progress throughout all of that time. We're obviously not done yet. <laughs> yeah. No, there's still, still two a... centimeters to go. Yeah. <laughs> So, but I'm stuck in my bed because I had the epidural. Right. I, I can't get up and walk anymore. I'm stuck in my bed. I got to just take it. Yep, exactly. Yeah, you, you can't. At that point, you're in bed. Like, they wouldn't let you get up and walk around. They wouldn't let you go to the bathroom. They wouldn't let you do anything. Mm -hmm. You just, you're in bed. Right. And so, because... And I think at that point, I mean, I guess maybe we're going to talk about it later, but at that point, like, you didn't go to the bathroom again. I, I, mean, be, I mean, because of this long process of the whole epidural and blah, 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 blah. I wasn't able to get up anymore. And right. so they kind of were at a certain point when I was in the pain and I wasn't progressing anymore. They're like, Hey, maybe we should, you know, have you try going to the bathroom because mm -hmm. like, obviously your bladder is pretty close to everything else down there. And if your bladder is full, it may right. block baby's ability to continue to drop. And you had been drinking ice water pretty consistently. Like as soon as it, yeah. it ran out, either I or a nurse went and filled it back up and right. then you continue to drink I've it. always been a pretty good water drinker. Right. And I mean, this was no exception. And they were pumping me full of, full of fluids too. Yeah. And so I obviously, like, they were like, you definitely have pee that it needs to come out. Right. Like, it has been hours. Right. <laughs> since you had 
use the bathroom. <laughs> and so what they do when you have an epidural and you need to pee is they put a bedpan, like your stereotypical metal cold bedpan yep. under your butt and you just lay there and they're like, all right, pee. <laughs> yeah. And they just like look at you and they're like, all right, go do it. With all the world to see in a bedpan that's just under my butt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do it. Oh my word. And so I tried. Yeah. I tried so hard, but between like, I probably was, you know, so tense yeah. because of the pain and everything. And they, it was uncomfortable. And I mean, sure, probably the epidural definitely played into it. And the, where baby's position was, like, we didn't really know 100%, but I do know that, like, it can mess with your ability to urinate if baby is in the wrong spot. Makes sense. Yeah. And so, <laughs> do you want to explain this or do you want me to? You can go for it. <laughs> Uh, and so because I wasn't able to pee on my own, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, the nurse was like, all right, we're going to have to insert a catheter. Which we had tried doing the bedpan thing two separate times. They put yes. it in and then they're like, they'll take it out. And then they put it off to the side, like on a little canister, like on a little desk that was right next to my coffee. And <laughs> they were like, if you know, if you feel like you have to pee, then like he, they looked at me and they're like, you can just put it back under there. And I'm like, no, all right. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll get the, I'll step up. Yeah, I'll step up. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so no, they had us jam a catheter up in there. The nurse did. You the nurse did. I did not have to jam a catheter anywhere. <laughs> and so she, yeah, she put a catheter in. And then as soon as it stopped coming out, she just took it back out. Yeah. Which again, must be a foreign thing because I've, again, heard other moms tell me as soon as they give you an epidural, they put a catheter in and that's just what they do. And they leave the catheter in until after baby's born. Right. Or maybe right before you push out. I don't know. But yeah, they just took it back out. Yeah. It was just, just in like... there, relieved, very full jug. Yep. And then they lot, took it back lot, out. Lot, lot, lot. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I guess that's another thing that like that can also slow down the process of like baby moving down. Because if your bladder is too Wait, we already, full. We already explained this. No, if your bladder is too full, the baby can't like drop further. I already said that. Did you? Very much so. We explained it. Oh, I don't remember that. I don't pay attention to what we say. <laughs> Wait, there's a microphone in front of Whoa. me? Whoa. <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> Hello, who's there? But yeah, so as soon as that happened, like... I feel like things maybe picked up a little bit after that they're happened. Su they're supposed to. Yeah. It just didn't really seem like it. Yeah. But they're supposed to. We don't really have a time frame for this anymore. It just yeah. kind of happened. It's, a lot of it just kind of blends in. But like, yeah, eventually we, we, we got to nine centimeters. We don't remember exactly what time we got to nine centimeters, but we got there. And then once we got there, like every 15, 30 minutes, we're calling the nurse being like, please check, please check. Because it's a very grueling process. Poor yeah. Byron was sweating as much as I was. With all this counter pressure and things. I, yeah, because, like, again, I didn't wow. sit back down until, like, after I had a break from her epidural, I stood next to the bed, and I don't think I sat back down probably until baby was there. Mm. So, like, I probably sat down a total of, like, four times during this entire process. Okay. And like, like, once it got when really I When intense. we got there, I, I was sitting most of the time, but then, like, at a certain point when the back labor started, I was up, and I stood yeah. up for basically, like, 20 hours. Right. And I just remember at this point, because like I knew that it was so close, I just remember every contraction that I could barely breathe. It was awful, terrible back pain. And I just repeated in my head, baby girl, baby girl, baby girl. And that's all I could think through every single one, because that's really, I mean, that's why you're doing it. That's what's getting you through it. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just, wow. And mm -hmm. I like the pressure was getting so bad. I was so sure 
that every time the nurse came in to check, I was going to be there, but I just wasn't. Yeah. And then I wasn't like, I was stuck at nine centimeters for, I, it had to have been over an hour. It was, it was it probably was two, hours. It was two if not hours, more. Yeah. It was, wow. Cause we had them come in and check like probably five or six times. Right. The, like, and, and, and again, like, this was nine, nurse Sam there, yeah. and every time we beeped, she was there. Yeah. And she was so supportive. And, and she would like she, notice you were out of water and go get more water. She yeah, wouldn't like wait. She was super yeah, on it. She was really on it. We like Sam. Yeah. So eventually throughout me being stuck at nine centimeters for several hours, she suggested, she's like, you're so close. Like I, we can try manually opening you up the rest of the way. And I'm like, just literally anything to just get this over right. with. Like it's, I don't even care what you're planning on doing here. Yeah. And it's, so. It's like manual dilation where they yes. like with, with her hand. Right. She like put gloves on which they do every time obviously yeah. and uh massage the cervix to I, get it softer and like manually like like she like stretched her hands out in my cervix to for not force but just to kind of give it a little to start. open it up more and when she did that she had me push yeah and so but like the the reason they couldn't do that before is because you can obviously like tear internally if you do that too soon. And so, but anyways, I mean, it worked yeah. right as soon as she did that. She's like, okay, we're good. And then I just remember she's like, all right, like she's ready to push. And so they just like changed over the whole room. It was yeah. this, like mess of chaos. They told me again, like, all right, go sit in the rocking chair. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And they like take the bottom half of the bed off and they like replace it with a thing where like the stirrups are and they get this big biohazard bucket ready and uh, they get everything ready. And then you it's, they get the, the active like pushing. Yeah. Um, and by now I do know it was around 1am yep. because you did like you texted your mom at 1am yep. saying ready to push. Yep. And so it's now 1am on August 1st. Yes. Which we arrived in the hospital at 4am on July 3rd. 31st. 31st. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so this starts the process of pushing, which we'll get back to on the next episode. Da -da -da, cliffhanger! cliffhanger. <laughs> oh, we're sorry to do this. It's just going to be super long anyway. So I think we're over an hour and 10 minutes or something like that. Right. So. But thanks been... for making it this far. Yeah. And you haven't even heard the rewarding no, last part. There's no payoff. <laughs> I spoil the end. We have a beautiful baby girl. Mm -hmm. She's amazing. She was healthy. <laughs> she was long. Anyways. <laughs> So this obviously isn't the most exciting thing to listen to, maybe, and not not the funnest thing. Some people find it interesting. It's for fascinating. Sure. I think I think you'll like it. Okay, <laughs> I think you'll like it. I I like it. I love birth stories. So, but this is just mine. It's my yeah. unique birth story. Yeah. And I mean, I definitely look back and I'm not like super pumped about it, but yeah. it's the reality of the story. Right. <laughs> so, anyways, thanks. Yeah. For being here. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of Couples Co-op. We will be back next week yes. with part two. Yes. So stay tuned. Yep. Stay very, very tuned. If you haven't, you should subscribe wherever you're listening. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Couples Co-op. We <laughs> have to do that part first. We got to do was, thank you. I did. Did you? And then you I was going into for, it. You said thanks for listening. Yes. That's the same thing. What is different? You said the couple's co-op part. You gotta say couple's co-op. It's the name of the episode. You're annoying me. Thank you for listening to Couple's Co-op. I'm not doing it again. Make sure you tell a friend. <laughs> uh, subscribe, like, uh, 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 what is the thing? Rate and review. Rate and review. Yeah. You gotta do the social media part. We are on Instagram at Couples Co-op Pod and Facebook at Couples Co-op Podcast. Yeah. You can find special content there. Yeah. 
like visual content. This isn't visual content. There's visual content. Yeah, we post on pictures. Things. Yes. We post clips and promos for the next episodes. That's right. Guess. Get a sneak peek. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, new episodes every Monday, so... Stay tuned for the birth of our daughter. Stay tuned. Woohoo! She's great.